Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. These players are being overvalued in fantasy basketball drafts, so I've compiled a top 10 list of fantasy basketball busts for you to avoid in your drafts coming up. Let's go! Jordan, open! Chicago with the lead! Brian, to shot! Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life! AD basketball! Good day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we are going through my top 10 busts for fantasy basketball leagues this season for the 2023-24 NBA season. This video is going to be for category leagues. There will be a future video on my top 10 busts for points leagues. So stay tuned for that one. That will be coming at the end of the week leading up into the final weekend before the NBA NBA season starts next week, so we are going to get stuck into it. If you haven't already, go and check out my top 10 sleeper video, which dropped just yesterday, where we went through 10 players and three honorable mentions, which we'll be doing the same thing today. So check that one out, guys. If you have a fantasy basketball draft as well coming up, make sure you do two things. First, subscribe to this YouTube channel, and number two, go over to ballboysma.com if you want uh, as much help and as much advice and content as you can handle ballboysnba.com. You can grab my season guide. You can get access to my fantasy basketball projections for 8-cat, 9-cat, minus 1 rankings, ESPN points projections, Yahoo points projections, my top 150 points rankings, my top 150 category league rankings, my top 250 dynasty rankings, and fantasy basketball articles over there for my favorite punt builds. Head over, ballboysnba.com. Let's get started. We're going to start with some honorable mentions, some players who, you know, They've, they're going a bit too high, in my opinion, but not quite you know, outrageously enough to make my list here. So the first honorable mention is uh, Nikola Vucevic, who would have made the list if Yahoo did not adjust their uh, ranking of him back to 51. The reason I am down on Nikola Vucevic this season is the fact that he put up a 52% field goal percentage last season after Three previous seasons in a row going 47, 47, 47%. His usage has been going down each of the last three seasons as well. He's 33 years old. He's also on a team now that wants to diversify their offense, use Kobe White, use Patrick Williams a little bit more. You've got Zach Levine. You've got DeMar DeRozan still there. So I think even if you just taper down those minutes, a minute per game, um, if you bring down the um, shot, uh, attempts again, like they've been doing the last few seasons, you bring that field goal percentage closer to that 47 mark, which he did for three seasons in a row. And he's just a guy that doesn't 
go very well in head-to-head leagues because he is so average across the board. Yes, he's a good rebounder, works decently in a punt blocks kind of a build. But in any other build, he really lacks that elite go-to category. So for me, he is someone that falls down. But now that he's in the 50s, I don't think it's as bad. Mikael Bridges is another one that I think goes always in the second round, and I just don't think he is that good of a fantasy basketball player. He was someone who put up top 30 numbers after he got traded to the um, Brooklyn Nets. But he, when he saw that increased usage, he was someone that fell away a little bit in his defensive uh, uh, stat rate. He also dropped a little bit in his efficiency. He's not a very good rebounder. He gets you, what, three and a half, three point three 3.3 assists per game, um, which is okay. It's not very good. So to me, he's fine to take in the third round, really. Maybe even the fourth round is where my projections have him. I just don't really see the appeal of taking him in the second round. I know he plays a lot of games, but that doesn't guarantee he's going to play a lot of games this season. Um, So I'm not boosting him because of that. I get there's a lot of scary players around that second half of the second round. But I still think that there are other better players that maybe have a higher ceiling and quite a similar floor to him. So I think he's a little bit overvalued, but not quite top 10 worthy. And then D'Angelo Russell, who has a, um, you know, strangely high um, ranking here on, um, what is it, Yahoo. He's ranked at 96, so top 100. I don't think there's any way we see him return top 100 numbers this season. Uh, When you're in a team that's got Austin Reeves, you've got, um, you know, Gabe Vincent coming over to this team. LeBron James is there. Even someone like uh, Maxi Christie is sort of breathing down his neck a little bit. Um, Usage going to players like Rui Hachimura and uh, Anthony Davis and all these other guys. I just think that there's little value left for D'Angelo Russell, who struggles with his percentages anyway, struggles with turnovers, not many defensive stats. He's really not someone I'd be considering until sort of 110 plus, and even then it's kind of like eh at that point. So at 96, top 100, I think you can do better. But let's get on to the top 10. Again, guys, if you disagree with any of these picks, let me know down in the comments section below. I am recording this on the 16th of October, so if the ADP or rankings change, after the making of this video, um, well, I've already made it, so tough. That's what we're going to go by. But we'll uh, stay tuned to me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy, and I'll update if any of these change before you're... The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Raft. 
Let's talk about number 10, and it is Desmond Bain, who is someone that a lot of people can get quite excited about. Now, he is someone that in um, his Yahoo rank, he is 21, similar to Mikel Bridges, going in the second round, and I just can't get behind it. ADP of 24.3. Fantrax, I think, has it right, which is why he's at number 10 and not higher. I think Fantrax has it more correct at 37.3. I think we are overvaluing those first 25 games that he's going to play without Ja Morant, which, of course, he will be good in that time. Um, last season, he was the 32nd ranked players in nine category leagues, boosted again by the fact that he is kind of average across the board. His best category is threes. And again, we can find threes readily available in drafts later. So in my first three to four rounds, I prefer to go after those guys that are going to give me the hard-to-find stats, which are points, free throw percentage, and assists. He is decent in those categories, but not elite in those categories. Um, So, look, I think in the 30s, it's fine. I'm just not willing to go this high at the the second round, early third round to me, because I think there's much better options. And when he... When Jamarant does come back in your fantasy basketball playoffs, his production will drop. So to me, getting him as your second player on your team just makes very little sense when there's a lot of other better players, in my opinion, at that spot available. Number nine is Robert Williams. And it pains me to say this because I was a huge Robert Williams fan. Obviously, a lot of you know I'm a Celtics fan and he left this season. And he's going to a situation where I believe there's not going to be very successful for him to play a lot of minutes. He thrived in a role where he could play next to someone like Al Horford because of the spacing that Al Horford provided him on the offensive side of the floor that DeAndre Ayton just does not allow. So to me, he might play some minutes next to Ayton, but they're going to quickly find that that's not going to work, in my opinion. So Robert Williams is going to be predominantly a backup center this season. Now, he can do a lot in limited minutes. Mind you, I do understand that. And the Fantrax ADP at 143 is actually way too low, in my opinion. But the rank at 82 on Yahoo and the ADP of 91 on Yahoo is far too high. So again, if Fantrax was on the same board, he'd probably be higher on this list. But I think he's someone that you're probably more taking towards that 120, 130 mark because... I just don't think you can rely on him for that production every night. His value is very up and down and reliant on blocks, which is a low-volume category anyway. So some nights he might give you great value. Some nights he might literally give you nothing um, because I think he's going to be lower in minutes, probably closer to 20 minutes than to 27, 28 minutes in my opinion because, again, I just don't think it works very well with the lack of spacing on the Portland Trailblazers. Let's go on to number eight. We have Paolo Boncara again, another player who makes the bust list. Or last week, uh, last video, we had a couple of returnees for the sleeper list. But for this video, we've got Paolo Boncaro going back-to-back seasons in the top 10 bust. He was number 10 last year. And it worked out pretty well for me at that time. I still think he's getting overhyped. I understand why he is a great points league player, but for this video, we are talking category leagues. He often is hyped because of the points, rebounds, and assists that he provides, which is all very well and good, and he can be valuable on some some teams in certain builds. So if you're punting free throw percentage and turnovers or field goal percentage and turnovers, not a lot of teams are punting all three. So I think he can improve in his field goal percentage this season more than anything. But then again, he still doesn't apply. Uh, this doesn't get you many threes, steals, blocks. I still think he's going to be very poor from the free throw line at high volume. He's going to turn the ball over a lot. 
I think that there's a world where he returns top 60 value in a punt free throw percentage build. And if you also punt the turnovers, that's fine. But I don't want to be drafting him there. The whole point of punting is to get value at that spot. And I don't think you're doing that with Paolo um, at that spot. And if you're not punting and you are not aware of the fact that he is so poor in those categories, he is going to definitely hurt your team. In a points league, this is fine. This is actually late for him. But in a category league, he just does not return this value, I think, this season. Despite I'm thinking he's going to be better this year and improve on a lot of those things that dragged him down, it's not going to be to this level. Um, At 63 on Yahoo, he's going higher than that. People are reaching uh, in the 50s to get him. And similarly on Fantrax, he's at 60.5. I think that's too high for the reigning rookie of the year. Number six, we have Clint Capella. Now, again, he'd be higher if it wasn't for his Fantrax ADP, which is at 99.7, which is getting closer to where I think he should be going. But on Yahoo, he's at 72. On Yahoo, ADP, he's at 76.5. I think he's probably more of a guy you take outside the top 100. He just is someone that has been going down in his blocks every season. He really does not provide anything outside of rebounds, field goal percentage, and just a few blocks. It's not even that good really anymore. He, I think, will start opening night, and I think he will start as long as he is... Well, I think he'll start anywhere. Even if he is traded, I think he's going to a place where he's going to be the starter, but his stat set is so limited, kind of like a worse version of a Walker Kessler, and um, I think Okongwu is there to challenge his minutes this season. Um, Last year, he put up 12 points, 11 rebounds, 1.2 blocks. His nine-category ranking looks decent enough, but I just think that, again, he played 26.6 minutes per game last year, and I think that that's going to drop again this season. And I just don't like drafting those players that are so concentrated in their value in one or two areas. I think that that is you know, not the best way to go about drafting in fantasy basketball. So to me, he's more of a 100 rankings guy, not a 70s guy, where I think there are far more other big options around that spot that can maybe do what he does and more. Um, And for that reason, I think he is a bit of a bust at those spots. These top seven players, I think uh, I have a lot of conviction. Actually, these top six players, I should say, have a lot of conviction that they are all going far too high. And I think across all sites, they're going too high. Let's start with... The first one here, or number six, Scotty Barnes. Um, I was shocked that Yahoo put him up as high as they did on his rankings at 44. He was already going ahead of his ranking before at 50.4. So that is going to come down. It's going to go closer to that 44 mark as the ranking is quite recent. So on Fantrax, he's going at 56 at an average draft position. And I drafted Scotty Barnes in one of my drafts recently. I got him at 61 in a deep league. Even then, I felt like I was reaching a little bit, but at 44 in the 40s, in your fourth round, your fifth round, it is far too high for my opinion. He is someone that has potential to maybe meet this mark. Maybe. And even then, I don't think he goes further than this. So you're drafting him, in my opinion, at his absolute ceiling with nothing but downside at that point. After Jakob Pertl came into this team, he was outside the top 100, even in minus one ranking. So even if you take out his lack of uh, threes, his poorer free throw percentage, he doesn't give you many threes. He doesn't provide you know elite steals and blocks despite him being a solid defender. He regressed in his second year. 
This is where we were drafting him last year. It was a bust then. I think it's going to be a bust again this season. I know that there's no Fred Van Vliet, and I have him projected to average more assists. But remember, when Jakob Pertl came, he's dropped his rebound, he dropped his field goal percentage, and he dropped his blocks as well. So I think we are forgetting that fact. He was outside the top 100, like I said. I see him improving. I've got him more in that sort of 60s range. But when you're asking him to go 20 spots, even better than that, so improving where he finished last season by 60 spots, 50 spots, I think it's far too much to ask a third-year player who just doesn't have the makings of an elite fantasy game yet. Like I said, could make it, could get there, but I think you're drafting at ceiling. Number five, Jarrett Allen. And he is already injured. He has a bone bruise in his ankle. Um... He's touch-and-go start the NBA season, and I was already down on him because of my belief in um, Evan Mobley playing more center minutes, playing more of a role in the offense side of the floor, being their more go-to guy as the big man and reducing the minutes for Jarrett Allen. He was, by nine-category ranking, someone that actually ranked quite well last season. So if I have a look at his nine-category rankings, he kind of comes out similar to like a Clint Capella where he ranked 36th in nine-category rankings. But again, low turnovers boost those numbers up. Field goal percentage at 73% is good, um, but I don't think it's quite... It doesn't quite capture his value, uh, in my opinion. And again, you know, 14 points, 9.5 rebounds, 1.2 blocks, 64% from the field. It's it's all just okay. Plus, you've got the, the risk that he's going to go down. He played 32.6 minutes per night last season. There's not many players that have his kind of traditional rolling to the rim big man that get that many minutes. I can easily see him playing more like a 26, 27, 28 minute a night role in on this Cavs team to free up Evan Mobley, get more shooting out onto this court, which the Cavs desperately need. Um, and for that to really just all scale back a little bit, if you compare Jout Allen to someone like a Jalen Duran or a Mark Williams or a Daniel Gafford going 30, 40, 50 spots later for some, for some drafts, I really don't see that much of a difference. And when you've got a Yahoo rank at 47, inside the top 50, he's coming off an injury. His ADP, people are smart to, to fade him for a little bit, but I still think you've got to fade him further. Even at Fantrax ADP of 61, I think it's still too high. I think he's someone you more draft in the 70s, in my opinion. Um, he is okay at that spot. And I think that you can see a big regression for him coming this season, depending. And, and again, he could even be traded this year if they want to really lean into the Mobley Center uh, future, which I think is coming. Let's talk number four. It is Jalen Green. I am officially just saying that I need to see it first before I'm willing to draft him at this spot. He is someone that does not rank very well in category leagues. He is a guy that gets you lots of points. That's great. And that is the reason he gets drafted earlier. He's a better points league player for that reason. But you are adding in players like Fred Van Vliet, adding in players um, like Amen Thompson, Dylan Brooks. You're getting another year better from Shengun and Jabari Smith and Tari Eason. All those guys are taking a step forward. And we just haven't really seen the improvement um, all that much in the other areas outside of scoring for Jalen Green. He, you know, he was a negative in every single category except for points and threes, and only barely uh, above average in assists at 3.7. But like we said, you're adding in a few other playmakers into this team. So I don't know, don't think that that moves very far. Um, 
And yeah, 186th ranked player in nine category leagues last year. If you punt a few categories, maybe he can get to sort of that 100, 110 mark. But at 74, which is his rank, 77 and 85, his ADP on Yahoo and Fantrax, it's just too high. You're paying too much for the points at that spot. Um, I'd rather get my points boosted up early with players that can do other things as well than get, you know, poor scoring early and then having to reach to some of these guys later, like a Jalen Green, like a Paolo who score but hurt you in a lot of other categories. I am just not willing to take Jalen Green at this spot. He is more of a about 100 spot for me. Number three is the second Raptor on this list, Pascal Siakam. Again, probably a victim of his ranking, influenced by his points league value, which at this spot is actually a decent spot to draft him. But in a category league, he just won't return this. Now, again, I know Fred Van Vliet is gone, but Pascal Siakam, there's some shit vibes going on in Toronto between he and the front office. There's a risk of a trade. He also pretty much, I believe, led the league in minutes last season. So I can easily see those minutes coming back um, two or three per game. And even when he averaged 37 minutes per night, he was the 46th ranked player when it came to category leagues. He is just average across the board, except for his um, his points, his rebounds and assists. And they're even only just above average. Um, so I used to like getting him in those 40s and 50s zone for a guy who's center eligible and can give me, you know, nearly six assists per game. That's excellent. But if you have to reach into the third round to get him, I just think that's a bit of a waste of your pick. There are so many other better guys that can provide that value for you at that spot and not be uh, below average in steals, blocks, field goal percentage, free throws, as well as threes as well. So he has um, a two or three above average categories and then four or five categories that are all below average as well. So doesn't benefit really from any particular punt build either. And I just don't really see a way that he improves too much on last season that gets him, again, up another 20 spots from last year. Um, So to me, he is a very clear fade at that spot and number three on the top 10 bus. These top two guys, I think, are pretty... I'm very confident in the bus rankings for these top two. Let's go to number two, Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald is a guy that I was down on even before there was talks of him getting traded. It doesn't look like that's going to happen before the NBA season starts. It could very well, but at the moment, I believe he's going to come off the bench. Last year, he played 31 minutes and was the 51st ranked player. His number one by a landslide category was his three-point value, which was you know 3.63s per game, which will still have some value going into the season. But remember threes are the most easily accessible category off the waiver wire. And when you're a player like Buddy Heald, you rely on volume, you rely on usage, and you rely on minutes. And I think all three of those things are going down. You're going to see Matherin take another step forward. Bruce Brown is now in this team. I feel like you're going to see more usage from the power forward spot from players like Obi Toppin compared to, you know, shit uh, player Jalen Smith. So I think Buddy Heald, again, he's older than you would think. He's turning 31 this season. He is not a player that wants to come off the bench, but he will be doing that for this team. Your hope at this spot, again, his rank is um, his rank is 80. I should adjust that. His rank is, uh, sorry, his ADP is 80.9. Let me triple check because I don't think, sorry, his rank is 90. So again, people are going ahead of that rank to draft him because they, I don't know, maybe you remember the fact that he was a top 51 player last season. 
Um, but I think that he is more of a guy. I'd be probably taking him in the 110s, 120s because there's quite a fair bit of downside here. And for a player that relies on the volume and the usage, I think that if you see a small decrease, even a little bit in those things, he's going to fall down the rankings quite a fair bit. So to me, he is a clear, easy bust at his rank. Uh, and where he's going in the 80s and 90s. I don't want anything to do with it. And it pains me. It really pains me. But the number one bust for Fantasy Basketball 2023 is Jalen Brown. Oh, no, not Onyeka Okongwu. That is not correct there. Let me just quickly adjust that. But Jalen Brown is the number one bust for Fantasy Basketball. He has a ranking on Yahoo at 37, which um, I really just don't understand. Those ADPs are correct. That name is wrong. Let me just quickly fix that up on the video here. There you go. So 37 for Jalen Brown. His Yahoo ADP is higher than that at 36.5. Fantrax is still getting in on the action at 42.7. And this player, I think, again, like we've talked about a few other guys, relies very much on his usage. I still think he will be the second usage guy in Boston behind Jason Tatum. I don't disagree with that. But you've traded Marcus Smart. Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon, three players that weren't very high usage guys, and you're bringing in Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis, who will take more shots than those other players, and the ball will come out of Jalen Brown's hands. He was the 48th ranked player in fantasy basketball last season, so you're expecting him to be better than he was last year with those two players coming in. He is going to get less of a playmaking responsibility. He also obviously has issues from the free throw line. His only elite skill when it comes to fantasy scoring are the points. The rest is all completely average. So again, when you're constructing your team in those early rounds, you want guys with those big strengths. Now, scoring is rare and hard to find. But again, he scored 26.6 points per game last season. I don't think he's touching that. I think he's more this season, more a 24 to 25 points per game guy. The threes are probably going to come down. The assists are probably going to come down as well. And he just doesn't provide that much else outside of that. And you are already losing out on value, even if he just puts out what he did last year. Um, You're losing about 10 to 15 spots at this point. So when I think that's going to be worse this season and you're drafting him higher... It just doesn't make any sense to me. In my rankings, he comes outside the top 55, top 60, um, which, again, I'd be happy to draft him at that spot, but I don't think I'm going to be able to when he's going, you know, back end in some drafts, the back end of the third round, which does not make any sense to me. There are so many other better players that are still great scorers, like the player who we had at number two on the uh, sleepers uh, yesterday. So go check that one out. Let me know what you guys think. Do you think that I'm crazy for putting some of those players in there? Do you think I've forgotten anyone that you would put on your top 10 bust list? Throw down all your comments in the comment section below on YouTube. And again, make sure if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, guys. Give this video a big thumbs up. If you have your fantasy basketball drafts coming out, go over to ballboysnba.com. Get yourself a season guide and you know, grab a hold of the platinum membership or the silver membership. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.